Hey everyone, welcome to Through the Winters Podcast, Episode 2. We're so excited that we're doing this, and today we're going to be talking about a Motivational Monday and Worship Wednesday topic that we did this week. I'm going to give you guys some updates and information about Through the Winters and what's going on with our ministry. And then, at the very end, we also have Marshall, who's going to come and talk to you guys about what our topics are in September for our articles. She's going to explain why she's chosen the topic that she's chosen and, and what to expect in these articles in the upcoming month. So, Get ready. I'm ready. Let's get going. Hey everyone, what's going on? I just want to go over our Motivational Monday and our Worship Wednesday topic. Don't be intimidated by the process that leads to God's promise was this week's discussion. And I had a few people message me on the side. And um, they gave me some very interesting responses of how they went through a process to see God's promise. One, being a lady that um, her and her husband went through some tough times. Her husband wasn't saved at the time that she was praying for his salvation. And it was a rough road because, you know, uh, there was some verbal things said against her and her faith and things that she was going through. You know, it was a waste of time. And they had some really, really rough patches and, and things that 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 she thought it was just never going to change and that he's never going to see it. When she finally learned to trust the process, that God would come through on his promise of his salvation, and she sought help from other believers who encouraged her. Not put down her husband or, or talked about what kind of low life he was or agreed with her or when she had bad thoughts about her husband, but those who agreed to pray with her and encourage her that he would see the salvation of, the Jesus, of our Lord Jesus Christ. When she sought after people like that who helped build her up, got into a word and just became an example as best as she could um, of what it meant to be a, a, a child of God, she eventually saw her husband come to salvation. Now, what I like is that she admitted there were times when she messed up. There were times when, when she let the flesh just take over and, and she gave in to her anger. And she even admitted maybe there were times where some of the arguments that happened was provoked by her. It wasn't always going to be his fault. Um, but she gave in to you know those, those just natural tendencies of anger and, and, and whatever the case may be. And so she admitted that those were the things that, you know, she did do things wrong and she didn't set the right example at times, but she trusted God overall to help her. And she apologized when she could apologize. And she got on her knees when she could get on her knees to pray. And she made sure that, that as best as possible, she was going to set the example of what God wanted her to be for her husband. And little by little, it pecked away at the hardness in his heart. And he was able to eventually give his heart to the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you. Sometimes it may be a couple of days. It may be a couple of weeks. Maybe a couple of months. In some cases, a couple of years. In other cases, it may be even longer. There are processes that we go through to see God's promise. But what I want to encourage you with is that he will see us through. He will walk us through these situations. I want to leave you with a little scripture from Psalms chapter 18, verse 2 and verse 17 through 18. It says this, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in my day of disaster, and the Lord was my support. Now check that out. That one verse says right there that the enemies confronted this the, the writer in the day of his disaster. In other words, he was going through hard times. It wasn't that God, 
kept him from harm or that God kept him from 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 the bad things happening. He says, in my day of disaster, not even in my hard times or or in my difficulties. He says, in the day of my disaster, the enemies confronted me in the day of my disaster. But the Lord was my support. And that's what we have to remember. Sometimes we may not understand why, but we are going to face hard things. We are going to go through certain things that are going to make us question, God, where's the promise? You said, you said, you said, you know, how come, how come I don't see it? And whatever the case may be, and we're going to face times of disasters. We're going to face times of difficulties. We're going to face times of confusion. We're going to, times of weakness, times of doubt, fear, whatever the case may be. What's always consistent in scripture is that God, though disasters were there, God was still there to encourage those who really sought after him. And whether it's for some kind of lesson that he wants to teach, whether it's because things are just going to be the way things are, people are going to respond because people are going to respond the way they're going to respond, or whatever the case may be, God is always there. And again, I love that. He says, but the Lord was my support. In other words, when he was facing a disaster, he knew, let me pray. Let, let, let me let me put my heart and my mind on the things of God and not allow this circumstance to overshadow me and to take over me. And that's what I want to encourage each and every one of us today. Listen, I face my disasters. I've gone through my hard times and as best as I can because sometimes my flesh does want to rise up and sometimes I, I do feel disappointed and discouraged. But as best as I can and when I remember to and when I uh, uh, um, feel the weakness in my heart over me, I lean on the Lord for support. And it's a great feeling. It's helped me through tough times. It's helped me through difficult moments. And I've known and I've learned that he can be the one that's there for me. So I trust that, you know, this is just an encouraging word for you guys. I'm going to give you guys some updates on what's going on with Through the Winters. And we'll be back soon. Next, I want to let you guys know about how you can be a partner with us here at Through the Windsor's Ministry. First one is, in this podcast, you'll see an icon that talks about supporting this podcast, whether it be $1 a month, $5 a month, or $10 a month. Everything that you guys donate to us will be used to continue this ministry, to be used to help us go out there and minister to people, whether it be churches, conferences, ministry groups, whatever the case may be. We enjoy going out there and sharing God's love and the God's hope to those who have been hurting and those who maybe have pains in their past, and even just sharing with those about about how God can help redeem and move people forward and, and build them up. So any support you guys can give would be greatly appreciated. Also, don't forget about throughthewinters.com. On our website, you'll be able to find out about how to become a monthly subscriber. So you can get a newsletter through email from my wife where she gives you updates on what's going on with Through the Winters, where she lets you know what's on her heart, maybe even some other information that uh, we may not be able to give in other platforms. Of course, we also have our Facebook page at Through the Winters on Facebook. You can find us, and there you'll find connections to our articles, information from us, little motivational pieces, and things like that. So, guys, we just thank you so much, and now I'm excited to bring you guys into our next segment where we're going to talk to Marsha about what's coming up on our articles or in our articles for September. God bless.
Hey everyone, this is Sam from Three to Winter's Ministry again, and uh, I just am so happy because now I get to introduce you guys for our first time on podcast, my dear wife, Marsha Winters. Hey, Marsha. Hello. <laughs> and um, so we are talking about this month's articles, and this month we're coming back with Three to Winter's Ministry with our articles, and it's going to be about loss and grief. And so, Marsha, uh, what exactly can we expect in this month? Uh, every time a new article is released? Well, the idea of loss and grief can um, go through a different range of things. Uh, We first start talking about the loss of a person, which is normal, um, because losing a person can send um, a snowball of effect when it is not taken care of. That's why I wanted to start with this topic, because when that's not dealt with, and you struggle with things like depression and then suicide and uh, other things that that come with that. So I wanted to just speak about um, what we do and how we handle when we lose something that is important right. to us. But not just losing a person. Uh, we lose finances. You know, you got a job and mm-hmm. the job is really taking care of you and your family. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere... Your finances are gone and your safety net is gone. Right. And, um, you know, where you once found some security in that, that's gone. Yeah. You know, and then what if you lose your health? Um, you know, imagine you being, you know, in your early 40s and you've got, you know, four kids and all of a sudden you get diagnosed with something and you realize you got to go through all these testings and yeah. it, it takes away from you being with your kids and enjoying your time. So you so you lose that. So we're not just talking about uh, just about like the loss of something in, in per se, but you you're wanna, you want to also tackle about how we handle the loss of things. Right. Exactly, because um, how we handle it, if it's not done in a healthy way, can cause us to go through things that are that was not meant to happen. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I know uh, getting a chance to obviously read some of the articles ahead of time, uh, you tackle a variety of different situations, but you're not necessarily talking about the stories themselves, but moreover, the morals that happen in this story of how the people deal with it, mm-hmm. um, how they process the situations i know in one situation there's an article of this of this uh woman that you and i know very well uh who lost her husband her husband dies and that same night she shows up to bible study absolutely what happens there that was a very inspiring um uh event for me and i will never forget that um one of our friends she her husband had been ill for quite some time and sadly he he passed away but he went to be with the Lord and you would think that she goes home she starts putting everything together she makes the phone calls you know she's greeting people at at her house she's explaining what happens you know the normal thing that someone who has lost a loved one does but instead she says I need to go to church there's Bible study tonight and everyone is wondering like wait a minute like why why are you here and she says I need to be here and how she how she said it and the way she said it and how she allowed the church to just play a part in her grieving process was absolutely amazing yeah it's it's just so crazy you know um, everyone deals with loss and grief Mm -hmm. in, in in different ways and um, I know that's what, what our ministry is really trying to target. Like, we, we want to help give people 
in times of desperation, in times of loss, in times of, of feeling like uh, there's no other solutions, that there is hope. There, 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 is, right. are, there are ways to find peace or strength. Um, and that can be done for everybody's different ways, but that can be done in surrounding yourself with, with people and family and, and, and uh, you know, in, in the hope that there is, in, in you find in Christ and in, in your faith. Um, sometimes that could be in, in pushing forward and, and, and maybe, like you said, maybe sometimes they may lose a job, they may lose mm-hmm. different things, and now they got to change. Their, their life was, they thought it was heading in one direction, but now they got to adjust and change to different things so they can find new ways to move forward. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, sometimes when we see someone and they've um, you know experienced like even the loss of a pet we minimize that and you don't realize the importance that 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 thing had or that person or whatever like what role it plays in this life yeah exactly yeah the role um, I do talk about um, a young man who he had just experienced divorce he had just uh, separated from his wife the wife took the kids he was forced to leave the house and um, he, the one thing that he said he's like I want the dog and he ends up you know taking the dog and um, you know the dog was what he needed he came home every night and he didn't have to come home to an empty house the dog ran to him embraced him you know was ready for a walk was ready for um engaging in a relationship and um that dog didn't care what he smelled like didn't care how cute he looked nothing was by his side licking his tears at nighttime when he was lonely so when the dog um suddenly passed away he went through a slew of uh, emotion and you and i can look and say oh it was just dog but um the dog meant more to him than just a pet um it was why he got up in the morning it was reminding him that there was life outside of his became a companion and, and a friend yes yeah um so even something something as um as insignificant that other people would think oh it's just a pet it's not just a pet it can mean something more to another person yeah which is the whole reason of the spectrum of of how we as human beings just deal with things in a variety of ways you know it's so crazy you know you know case in point you and i both lost our fathers at at a young age Mm -hmm. maybe about a year apart from each other we were 13 um 12 13 14 or so Uh, you were 14 i was i was 13 and um based on the different experiences we have with our fathers we responded and reacted to the loss of our dads in different ways because of our relationships um but yet we found common ground when it comes to years down the road you know i'm graduating high school or or, or getting married yeah. you know where's my dad you know my, my relationship with my father was a little bit better than your relationship with your father but yet we both in ourselves asked that question, you know, I wish my dad was here to see his grandchildren for the first time or, you Well, know. you remember that time we had just started dating. Well, we weren't just started dating, but we were, we had just, you know, gotten in a relationship with each other. And how old were you? I think maybe 19. Yeah. When your dad's absence really hit you. Yes. Yeah. Um, now he was. I was at work. Yeah. 
And you were 13 when he passed away, but yeah. you were 19 when it like really hit you. Yeah, yeah. I got overwhelmed and started crying. My first instinct was just to call you. Right. And you were like, what's wrong? You hear me on the other side of the phone. I You're know. like, what's wrong? And you don't cry. So, <laughs> so for me to hear you so emotional, I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on? And you're like, I miss my dad. And I was yeah. like, I didn't even know what to say at that moment. Yeah. So, you know. That's over six years since since the situation happened and and it was yeah but what what made what triggered that moment where all of a sudden you missed him i was at work and it was it it, i think we we were already engaged and um it was hitting me that you know uh, and yes we got engaged at a very young age we got married at a young age but we were engaged it hit me that you know i was about to go into this new stage of life um and he wasn't there to witness it you know and then I'm sure most of you can relate at home. You know, your mind starts to go a little bit further and, you know, we, we're eventually probably gonna have kids and we're gonna do this and, and he's not there. Um, and yeah, that hit me. It happened also when I graduated high school, you know, I was like, you know, I saw my mom out there, my older brother was at my graduation too, um, and he wasn't, you know, and so it hit in different ways, but that time, yeah, it just, I came overwhelmed with I'm going to this important stage of my life, you know, and where's the guy that's supposed to tell me how to be a good husband, you know, um, how to be a father, and I think it just all, I got to rush with those emotions. I think that was, I think that was a perfect example because, you know, we can have something happen to us today and it won't really hit us until four or five years from now. Do you think that you just didn't like how how is it that you missed that mourning period for those four years? Um, I remember the first year after my my dad had died. It was, I think I was just in shock for a whole year. Mm-hmm. Um, it it took me a while to to really cry. Um, I didn't cry right away. It was like maybe a couple of weeks when I had my first cry, and even then I hid it from people. Um. My school found out, so of course the school counselor now wants to bring me in and all that kind of stuff. Even This was junior high school when he had passed away. Even in high school they found out, I don't know if it went in my records or whatever, but whenever there was some kind of things, this, the high school counselor said, let's talk about your dad. I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about my dad. Like, what are we talking about my dad for? Mm. You know, like, it, everything had to, you know, so it was... It was it was weird. I know, like I said, the first year I was in shock. The second year was hitting me of just, you know, okay, this is my life now. I know what kept me grounded were, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit next next week, um, were male figures that were there for me in the church. You know, I had my youth pastor, I had other people there. Um, at least for that first year we before we moved, because uh, we moved not so long after my dad passed away, uh, we lived in a three-family home. So my grandparents, you know, were right downstairs. I had my mom, I had my two older brothers. My uncle, you know, also um, lived in, in the home with us. Um, and so family was there my church family was there um i had kids in my youth group you know things like that again my youth leaders were there and so that helped me through those years but in my own way i was i think holding a lot of stuff in and maybe that's why at 19 it finally just you know kind of thing um but i was quiet about a lot of stuff um and at the time that's where you came in so you know i guess i the next person made sense to express it with was you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know uh you can you can also lose a dream you know yep. um when i lost my dad because he was very abusive uh i actually i was not mourning 
his death, but I was mourning my future. Because when, you know, a little girl loves her dad, you know, she loves her dad, wants to be with her dad, you know, daddy's princess. Has this image of the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and, you know, walking down the aisle um, was gone. I wasn't going to have that anymore. Um, I wasn't going to have a dad that was going to see my kids grow up and say that he's proud of me, see the husband that I picked and, you know, um, and is, is protective in a reasonable way. Um, I lost all of that. So when he, when he died, all of my dreams were buried with him. And, um, sometimes, you know, that's what happens when you lose a person or a thing. Your dreams get buried with them and you're not, maybe not even necessarily mourning the job, but you're mourning the future, mourning your, your, um, your goals and the aspirations that you had set up for yourself. Everything gets changed and gets flipped around now and uh, nothing makes sense. So I struggled immediately. Like after he passed away, I struggled immediately with the thoughts of, I have no male figures now to tell me how beautiful I am, you know, or that um, the guy that I'm with is a good guy or not. Or even just like if everything's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, that feeling of safety was gone. So um, that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to tackle this topic this month because it can send us all into a different uh, tailspin when it's not taken care of. Yeah, and again, we we know that within just uh, going through four or five weeks of loss and grief, it's there's no way we're probably even tackle every situation and every scenario. But uh, what we're hoping for these articles to do is to at least give a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, you know, a, a sense of hope. Uh, we're going to gear towards not necessarily the tragedies that happened on the individuals we use to tell those stories, but um, the results and mm-hmm. and, right. and what happened and choices they made. And, and uh, of course, if you don't know, Through the Winters is a faith-based ministry it, it organization. And <clears throat> we, we, we're going to throw in God. You know, God plays a major factor. We know for ourselves we would be nowhere near where we are today if it were not for God in our lives. Um, and we want to share that with you, um, whether whether you're new to the faith, long in the faith, or or, or uh, someone that doesn't believe at all. We hope that at least our stories and, and our experiences will help you understand where we're coming from on what's given us the strength to move forward and what's helped other people in their situations and scenarios. Um, and after every article there's going to be a link to bedrock ministries because we don't want to pretend like just reading these articles are going to bring complete healing it may start the healing process it may encourage it but if you need something or someone um you know more stable the the bedrock ministries link will be there and you're you'll be able to go through counseling through Skype if you're not in the Bedrock Ministries area. And where some people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to Skype, think about it. You won't have to go to a new place. You won't have to settle yourself in. into a comfortable setting. You can be in your own comfortable setting and talk with someone. So I really want to encourage if anyone is experiencing something from any of these articles, not just from the loss and grief, we're going to deal with the depression ones and the suicide ones. Um, Make sure to give them a call to get some help and um, some consultation. Yep. And so starting September 2nd, um, the articles will start being released one one a week every Monday. And uh, like my wife said, 
there will be a link to Bedrock Ministries at the end of it. And where can you find these articles? They're going to be posted up on Facebook at our Through the Winters Ministry Facebook page, on the Samuel Winters Facebook page. And you can also find it on our website at throughthewinters.com. And on throughthewinters.com, you'll be able to find out more information about who Marsha and I are. You'll see a couple pictures of our family. Um, we'd love to maybe even come out to your church and to your area if uh, if your ministries maybe just want to say, you know what, we, we need someone to just talk to people about hurting and grief. Uh, we, we'd love to do those kind of things also and come out. And uh, we're hoping that, you know, you guys will just tune in again. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And uh, my wife is going to end with a prayer. Right. And we'll go from there. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I thank you and I praise you for this time. I thank you for everyone that's listening right now. Um, we don't know what it is that they may be going through. But Lord, I know that as long as everyone stays living and breathing um, on this earth, they are going to experience loss of some kind. And if it's not taken care of, no matter how big, no matter how small, God, there is a snowball of effects that happen. So Father, I pray that our ministry will help to um, to help those that are going through. But Lord, that you will intervene. You will um, draw them in, draw them close, be that comforter, be that counselor. Counselor, Lord God, we thank you for everything that you've done and all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, we will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you.